This is Decolonize, a podcast about black sovereignty. A space for us to listen up to our mob, our First Nations voices across our country, and explore what black leadership and decolonize mean. What is black sovereignty? What does it look like, feel like? What would it mean for our country? What does it mean for you and how do we do it? Our lands everywhere are hurting and we are being called on urgently to start this healing process. Our lands need to be well for our people to be well. Our ancestors are waking us up and we are responding. Black sovereignty is about the well-being of everyone. Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander and non-Indigenous. We all need to take part. It's time to decolonise. Time to unsettle the settler. Time for our internal revolution. I'm Jar Jar Dare, a Wiradjuri woman living on Ghana lands. And I'm here to yarn with our mob who want to talk up about decolonise. All right. Check your levels. In our second episode of Decolonise, we're yarning with Jambi, an originally custodian of the Northern Rivers from the Gitipal and Narakpal people. Jambi is an active caretaker and wisdom keeper who has been working with First Nations elders around the world for healing and protection of our motherlands. He has worked deeply with movements such as Sea Shepherd and Lock the Gate Anti-Fracking to protect our country's waters and communities. Jambi and I meandered through some pretty internal spaces, a place our mob sometimes calls deep listening, an awareness based on respect. I started by asking Jambi what black sovereignty means for him in our country. Well, you know, I, I do understand sovereignty on, on all levels, like on the, on the, the personal, spiritual, on the legal, on the political, on, on the uh, business side as well. And uh, what I've come to come to understand, what I've come to realise, and the whole way through, everything relies on the personal. It all relies on responsibility, and um, yeah, we it's sovereignty's. It's a it's a God given thing. It's a creator recognised thing, but it's also you've got a. You've got to earn it. You've got to be able to hold it, and it takes it takes a lot of responsibility to hold it. It's not something that the government's ever going to give us because one, they haven't got it to give, and it's not their. It's not. It's above their pay grade for them to be able to recognise us as sovereigns. Like we are, we are it. But in order to live it, and walk it, and stand in it. We have to be worthy of it. We have to own our own, own ourselves. We've got to own our own healing. We've got to own our own communities. We've got to own our own everything. Sovereignty is responsibility. If uh, you can't have one without the other, you know, there's a, the, the, the saying that if um, the political reflects the people, the politics will always reflect the people, and if the people are sovereign, then the politics will be so as well. 
But if we're not, if we're giving our power away in any way, shape or form, then we're governed. And the politics will reflect that as well. So it's unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of us who will go in to fight and yell and get, carry on about sovereignty, but at the same time, they don't want the responsibility. And it's a, it's a big thing. It's a big issue. There's a lot of obvious reasons why that is. I mean, the, the lack of actual healing, proper healing that takes place is a big piece of that, mostly because the healing is not going to get handed to us. It's a the healing we've got to want it. We've got to go and be responsible for it, and we've got to seek it out. And it's so much easier to be in, just sit in the trauma. It's not at all an easy task. I mean, even even without all the trauma story, it's a hard road to to know yourself and to find yourself and to to be responsible for that. It's not it's not easy. But then you 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 add a huge trauma story that is just so painful, and yeah, it makes it pretty well out of reach for most people. But uh, it's not impossible. It just means that it's it takes a bit of work and. One of the reasons I do a lot of sort of speeches and talks with non-Indigenous people because I firmly believe that my best, best served my energy is to get non-Indigenous people into the, like, healed themselves and then they can stand up against their government to help us get that bit of protection so we can breathe and go into our healing. I think that's a, a worthy... Um, place for me to put my energy is to to set that up and in setting that up what i believe is will happen is the non-indigenous people will be at a place then when when we do go through our healing practices and we come out the other side a lot cleaner when we will have something to talk about in the way of treaty mm. <laughs> i think you know, you know. the responsibility is key isn't it and um in our last episode we yarned with alan Doolan. Um, who initiated Nation Dance and did that epic pilgrimage to Canberra. And I feel like that was very similar thread that's coming through, that it's it's about us having to take that deep responsibility. And um, in the last episode, Alan also talked about the healing of massacre sites around our country as part of decolonisation and moving intergenerational trauma for our mob and for our old people. And I'm kind of hearing that theme with you as well. And I was just wondering what you might feel about his suggestion, which was part of one of the three message sticks he, he took to Parliament and the framework was healing of the massacre site. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think all that recognition really, really goes to actually breed a big part of the healing, which is being seen. Is, um, knowing that, that people understand, like, are taking the time out to actually understand what you're going through. And that's that's not just on the personal level. It's not even just on the human level. It's also on the level of, of country. Because the way we understand it is, too, that we are country's children. We are the mother's children. And because of that, when you take away, it's, it's, it's like any other mother. When you take away her children, she's going to get upset. She's going to lose her shit. That's what happens with the earth too. The earth is screaming for our children to come back. All the bloodlines to country all over the world, the ones who are supposed to be looking after us. 
she's screaming for it. And this is where we're getting floods, we're getting fires, we're getting droughts, we're getting all sorts of stuff happening. She's got she's throwing a tantrum because we she wants her children back. Where the hell are my children? And it's we are part of that organism and without us being in it, we're not it's not operating correctly. You know, I've um I had a realization where come to understand if we're giving love uh, whatever energy we're we're transmitting toward to each other on the human level, the the love of a father to a son, the father to the daughter, the father to the mother, the mother to the children. You know, that that mothering love isn't just transferred from person to person. That's also picked up by the earth. It's also picked up in the energy of the land. And that's why one of the, one of the evidence of that is if there's children running and playing in the, in the in the bush, the bush lights up. It soaks up that energy. And if we're doing massacres to each other, if we're trampling each other's life, everything we totally, completely disrespecting each other, then the earth's going to pick that up too. And then that energy is what will get fed back to us. If we're disrespecting each other, then the earth will disrespect us. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to check in with you about this crisis that we've been in, everything you touched on, the fires, floods, now the pandemic that's here and um i was going to ask you what you feel is being asked of us to move forward like there's all different things we can talk about on different levels from practical to spiritual emotional around decolonizing but that's a really important essence for people and particularly maybe sharing this with our non-indigenous brothers and sisters to really understand that that energy is affecting the earth and and that's what is coming back to us right now and that's what we're seeing Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we've we've given our power away. You know, all this five G stuff. It's this viruses. We're really forgetting the basic healing principles, the basic principles of being a human being, on the cellular level, on the spiritual level, on the respect level, on on every level. We're getting shown what that means. That then makes us robots. That then makes us drones, unable to think for ourselves, doing exactly what we're told, not questioning, not enough. And these are the things that if we don't wake up from, we'll get completely dominated. And quite frankly, if we're not going to listen, then we bloody deserve it. Mm, I've often felt that, do you know, that she has the power to, to kick us off. It's whether we, whether we really want to be here with her. Yeah. Mm. I I fully believe she can find another race to be the dominant species here, but I like this place. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Decolonize, a podcast about Black sovereignty, and I'm yarning with Jambi, an active caretaker and wisdom keeper, working for the healing of our motherlands and our people. 
So when we say decolonize, then like we're talking very much in this, I guess what I've been calling to the internal revolution around people taking deep responsibility for their own healing and that then reflecting externally. So what is your picture, say, for our country or communities or what can you see is possible if we were to get on board and, and really engage in this healing process? Well, first and foremost, this is where a lot of the um, – there's a political understanding then there's a common sense understanding of doing things locally and actually what that what that'll bring around is familiarity to country as well and then people will start to be – putting their energy in that one particular place and they'll start to become part of that country over generations, definitely, because our, our generations, our ancestry is the glue that binds us to country. It's that energy that makes us feel at home. It's that knowing that your ancestors, like even if you're non-Indigenous now, you've still got three, four, maybe five, generations that have been here and you've got that ability that that glue is starting to form for your bloodline but if you don't do it the right way if you don't do it respectfully and responsibly and you don't do it intentionally then it doesn't quite work but for us to turn turn things around do things locally do the healing locally support the local indigenous you know, become a familiar face to the people in your area. Understand what the what's going on for everybody, but don't fall for any tricks. Call things for what they are as well. If you see divide and conquer, you see the rubbish that's coming out of like native title these days and things like that. Like, see it for what it is. Call it for what it is, and call your government on it. Absolutely, they survive with the understanding that non-Indigenous people are holding them up and that everyone's doing what they're told and everyone's buying their stories. If, if everyone woke up and everybody says, oh, yeah, we see exactly what you're doing, we're not going to have it, knock it off, we're good, decent, respectful people. And if you're our government, then you're damn well better do the same thing, otherwise you're out. The problem is the governments aren't scared of anything. They've got nothing to fear. The one thing that they they have to worry about is that people will stop listening to them and all their control measures are, will get stripped back and they'll get shown for what they really are. And the, in this country, it's all about mining. After they've done getting us to mine the country, which is pretty basic. Now, that's why they said Terra Nullius to begin with. Pretend that nobody's here and we don't have to deal with anyone. And... um. So since the whole world knows that, they had to bring in native title as a vehicle for mining business. So without our say, because in the international business arena and international law, we are still the absolute undisputed owners of this country. But because very few people know that, and out of those very few, very few are willing or able to stand up and uphold that, uh, yeah, things are business as usual. Yeah, it, it, that's the thing with Native Title. It, it gives you a seat at the table, but it's not a decision-making seat. 
only whether or not you're going to play the game. The game isn't yours. <laughs> and the game is generally about compensation in the form of money, isn't it? It's not something that we can actually really take yeah. and, and use for this healing. Yeah, it's about, it's about legitimising land for a, and that's unfortunately what Australia's built on. Mm. Yeah, really true because really our job is is living on the land. Like that's really our job. Yet we're in this sort of system that doesn't really allow that, you know, whether that's we get hooked in to get a job to pay for the food or like you're talking about native title, which, you know, where we've won some cases, there's an acknowledgement that that is land of our first peoples, but it doesn't actually provide land for us to live back on, to be actually no. working with with the land and, and this healing of being yeah. on on there. Yeah, it, it, this is our opportunity for the majority of people, and we've just been fully controlled by all that, by the, the story we've just been taken advantage of. And for Indigenous, we're seed races. We have our place. We are part of the organism. We're part of the mother. We are part of nature here on this planet. And then for the for the slave race that was created from us, it's our opportunity to uh, to listen to the the culture and listen to the old ways and listen to the the elders and find out how to become more connected here and then evolve. And everything that's going on is stopping us from doing that. If we decide, you know, and it's and it's got to be a personal decision. If everyone decides in themselves that they're going to evolve, that they're going to find out about that, they're going to connect more. It's not just about connecting to higher consciousness. It's about connecting to the uh, grounding it, grounding the human experience that you're having and then being able to evolve comes from there. It's a big part that's left out of the new age theories of what's going on on this planet. Everyone's sort of evolving up, 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 up into the galaxy, but then not grounding it as a human experience. So they're sort of floating around a couple of metres off the ground. And you can, you can sort of tell that from the, the way they think and do things. And that's why there's always a little bit of an edge between Indigenous and non-Indigenous and Indigenous and New Age. And we are grounded. We are the ground. We are the earth. We can't not be grounded we can have so much going on that we don't understand and we're un, we're not comfortable and fully plugged in. But at the same time, it's the earth cries through us. The earth screams out through us. Her pain is our pain. Our pain is her pain. But once you have that deeper understanding, that's a big part of the that higher consciousness. It's, it's not just connecting with the Godhead. This is... Human evolution, not just evolution. This is us as a race of people, opportunity to take a certain place and line ourselves up for the future, for the, for the rest of the existence. So there's there's a lot of deeper, a lot of bigger picture stuff going on, but at the same time, it all starts with respecting yourself and respecting each other. And respecting respecting the earth, and that is something that we hold very very well in community in in community that's 
unmolested, unscrewed with by corporate and by government. It's that basic understanding of how things are done because everybody deserves respect. It's um, if the rest of the rest of the country, if everyone, if everyone in this country understood that, things would change majorly. Absolutely, be a dramatic shift. And when you're talking about us, you know, being that ground, just wondering if there's anything else you'd like to share around sort of like dance and ceremony and and what that does for our land and, and for Mother and, and for us. It's, uh, it's hard to explain, but you, it's one of those things you just got to feel. But connecting to the heart of the Mother, uh, and it just makes you so comfortable. It brings you to a very comfortable place. It calms your mind. It calms your emotions. And then if you can carry that all through your day, like if, if you're going through something or something comes up, heightens your awareness, then you can go into that place and then look at it clearly from that safer, uh, more comfortable place. Then um, it's just, I'm telling you now, it's a better existence. I mean, I, I lost, I lost my son a couple of years ago, very suddenly, and I went uh, spiraling down as anyone would. And but the fact that I was so grounded, I like I, I knew I was grounded. I knew everything was all right. I inherently knew in my soul, deep inside my soul, and deep into the earth, and connected to my higher self, knowing. Everything's all right. Things are playing out and just go through the emotions of the moment. Let them have me. It's going to be all right. It really helped in the healing process. It really helped to integrate what had gone on. And um, to have that comfort and knowing that you're going to be all right at the soul level so deeply, it's absolutely, yeah. It's um, yeah, unbelievable how much you can endure and how much you can let yourself go through what you have to go through in any given moment when that sort of thing when that's you feel that way. So that's that's the kind of thing that grounding brings for me and what I've seen for for other people as well. And it's being connected to the earth and knowing that this is all going on. You know this um understanding the bigger picture Mm. thanks for sharing that with us and yeah just acknowledging your son in that story you're listening to decolonize the further jambi and i traveled the more i felt being held in a coolamon as we explored the internal revolution required for sovereignty i think what you're sharing right now as well sort of links back to the start about sovereignty and what we keep coming back to really is the self-responsibility and that I guess it's a, a real commitment to self and to serve the greater mother and, and everybody else by taking that, that responsibility. Because I, I was going to ask you, you know, do you feel it's possible for us to overcome 
this resistance from the colonised system that's sort of so deeply imprinted on our country. Yeah, of course. Of course we can. But, like, there's there's nothing saying, and this has been a point of, uh, point of uh, edginess, especially in Indigenous society. One, the whitefellas not going home. So let's just forget about that. Colonisation's happening, and it's happened, and it's friggin' ugly, and it was god-awful, painful, disgusting what's gone on. But that's not the end of it. We have the ability to own what happens next. And if we carry ourselves forward from here with that respect and responsibility on, for the personal to begin with and then the recognition of each other after that, we act locally, we do things in our, for our communities and we're responsible for our communities, then absolutely we can bring it back. But it's not about coming back to the Indigenous society. It's about coming back to mother. What's understood in the, in the larger realms now, in the global community, the global wisdom base, is that the earth is changing. And it's not a simple case of it's getting colder or it's getting hotter. She's actually changing her central nervous system. It's changing at that level. The way she feels, the way she acts, everything, who she is, is changing, is evolving. If we're not ready for that, we're going to get hammered. Like I've, There's a few of us that have really felt the shift on a very deep level, and we've you know, found ourselves right on the edge of insanity, right on the edge of wanting out, jumping. You know, these are thoughts that have come through our heads and these are some of the most grounded people and people who know connection know what it feels like going i don't feel it anymore and i don't know what the hell's going on all i know is she's the earth's changing very deeply and we've got to be ready for it and we've got to roll with it and uh one of the pieces of wisdom that's come out of it is stepping back to the degree where we are the element so whatever element you're mostly connected to, for myself, it's water. It's about being that, that element, allowing yourself to flow like the water, allowing myself to have that rough, stormy, hard waves, messy, churning water, having all the emotion that goes on with that, having the beautiful, calm, crystal clear lakes, beautiful sandy bottom oceans and rivers and full of life and abundance and then the next day turmoil tragedy all that stuff going on but of knowing that it's in the flow just flowing with it from day to day not having a big expectation on the next day even the next hour but knowing that right now this is the flow and it's okay we're going through it And everybody doing that connection with all their elements. These things are helping us to remember the truth and the core of what we are, of what makes us who we are, because we are made of everything around us, all of the elements. 
And if we going through this process, we pay attention to what that is inside us, each and every single one. So I'm I'm concerning myself with water. Someone else is going through the air. Someone else is going through the earth. Others are going through the fire. When everything settles, we're able to sort of relax and everything falls into place, whatever place it's going to look like. Then we'll be able to come out and tell the stories of what we've been through on the personal in the emotional and be able to look at what is a human being in that new understanding. I think that's really, really beautiful and encapsulates something that, you know, I've been talking a lot around uh, decolonize involving getting uncomfortable. I think you just put that into a really grounded, beautiful, deep thing that that allowance of us getting uncomfortable is actually what will allow us to decolonize yeah being in the truth of what is Mm. yeah colonization is all about control somebody else's sovereignty is responsibility and colonization is control so it's all about what we choose and we absolutely have the choice You've been listening to Decolonize, a podcast about black sovereignty. Epic thanks to Jambi for his wisdom and his heart. This episode of Decolonize was made on Ghana country. I acknowledge the lands on which I live and work and pay respects to elders past, present and emerging and to my grandmother, Martha Hamlin. The host and creator of Decolonize is me, Jaja Dare. Producer is Megan Spencer. And music by Fire Main creation song featuring Jambi. You can find this track on Bandcamp. If you're interested in deep listening, search online for Miriam Rose's Reflection, Dadidi, spelt D-A-D-I-R-R-I. Miriam Rose is an Aboriginal elder from Daly River region in the Northern Territory. For full credits and more info, head to decolonise.com.au or follow us on Insta. Join us for the next episode of Decolonize, where I'll be yarning with powerhouse sister Barker, a proud Wimpaja, Barkanji, Malyungapa, Noongar woman. <laughs>